What's going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of No Reserves Radio. I just fucked up that intro, and Alex! Hey, guys. Alex! What's hey. up, buddy? How, hey, what's up? How'd those Ravens do? Um, how's life going? Yeah, it's going, it's going nicely. <laughs> Thank you. How, how about you? How's everything, man? How's life? How's work? How's all of that, huh? <laughs> Pretty uneventful week, I guess. No, it's been a it's been an eventful week, all right. Uh, I actually got a new furnace. It's now seventy ah. degrees where I am, which is See? very good. That's much that's much more interesting than talking yeah, about whatever. Air. So I have air conditioning when it's hot and heating when it's cool. Uh you see, now that's good news. That's yeah. better news than whatever happened on Sunday that I don't remember. Oh, okay, okay. You don't know what happened. Uh, yeah. How was your Sunday? Hold on, I might have a quick reminder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, what? Huh? So. What? What? What, 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 what did they. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Go on. That, go on. that talk, guy's talk. weird. <laughs> nah, that, guy, that guy's weird. Like, who wins by double digits anyway? Yeah. Like, who wins by double digits in the playoffs anyway? Yeah. That's really weird, man. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I guess I have to take it on then. Unfortunately, none of my Super Bowl picks made it to the Super Bowl. I mean, you should listen. You should take solace in the fact that I'm trying to think. Yeah, there's nothing to take solace in. Great. Uh, I'll take solace in one thing: that uh-huh. I was pretty right on now the game should have gone for the Lions to win. So the first half was actually exactly what I was hoping for the Lions because I thought that was the, the recipe for them to make it to the to the Super Bowl. All right, all right, all right. The Give thing it, is... What did you... For anyone who didn't listen last week, what did you think was going to happen and then what ended up ultimately happening? So I thought that the best way for them to beat the Niners and something that I was expecting to happen was for Dan Campbell to be super aggressive, take the ball first, score the touchdown, manage to get a stop, get manage to get another score. So now they're up two scores by the, the time the Niners get the second possession, be aggressive on fourth down, keep running the ball, limit the, the amount of errors that your QB can make, and limit the amount of possessions that you give to the Niners while always being around two scores up. Now, this was what happened in the first half. And they executed that masterfully. I mean, they were up two scores, if I'm not mistaken, by the half. I believe the score was 24-10, if I'm not mistaken. So they were up 14 going into the half. And then just shit at the fan, man. They just... I did not expect that from the Niners. I thought they were a team that when they get out of sync, it's hard for them to get back. I did not because, I mean, there's a stat out there that, like, when entering the fourth quarter... When Shanahan is down, he usually loses those games. I mean, I believe he has only won one game, and that was last, or I guess not last week, but not this Sunday, the past Sunday versus the the Packers. That was, I believe, his first win when trailing, when entering the fourth quarter. So I was expecting something like that. And yeah, I mean, they apparently can get in sync, even when they're down two scores, and they can execute their game plan still. And they won the game. I mean, so um, 
let's talk about uh let's talk about the Lions and their stout run defense and that little white guy that I talked about last week, Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. How did he do? I, I didn't see any of that. No, uh-huh. I'm sure you didn't. Or are yeah, you being no. serious? No, of course not. Of that's course. All, all of I I wouldn't blame you if because I don't know. I don't, you sent me a message and you said when you saw the Brandon Ayuk touchdown, you knew it was over. So, you know, maybe you turned off. Maybe you missed no, Christian McCaffrey no, no, getting no. like 130 all-purpose yards, 90 on the ground, and two touchdowns. Maybe you missed it. It could have uh, happened. Much, much like the week prior, I watched the first half live, and then I watched the second half when I woke up while I was having breakfast. Oh. So that was a good breakfast. breakfast, man. Yeah. It was not the best. So what you're I'm saying is good. that Sam- Kyle Shanahan, Christian McCaffrey, and the San Francisco 49ers effectively pissed in your Cheerios? Yeah, something along those lines. Uh-huh. <laughs> it, it is really weird to me that like the Lions managed to establish a pretty dominant run game in the first half. And then in the second half, they sort of just decided they were going to throw the ball all over the Niners. And I guess that would have worked if I had more than one Amon Ross St. Brown because the amount of drops that yes, Trush Reynolds had. Yeah, but that's not an Amon Ross St. Brown. I guess they needed to have three or four because, I mean, Josh Reynolds, the amount of balls that he dropped, I, I counted at least two oh, or three. Oh, no, we're talking drops. about drop balls again. Yeah. yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. those happened, those were a thing. It hurt him for sure. And, I mean, there's not much I can say. Like they show that they were an inexperienced football team versus a team that has been around the playoffs for quite a while. And at the end of the day, I mean, they just weren't composed enough to be in a position in which they were leading, entering the second half, and establishing that same dominance throughout the whole second half and keeping the the foot on the gas. Now they got cute in that situation. They started to throw the ball more when they were having pretty solid success while running the ball. They got cute and shit it the fan. Oh, great. Now there's a bunch of sound bites from me, and that's just lovely, man. That's just lovely. You think you got all scot free? No, 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 no. I, I had at least a little something prepared. I had, yeah. I had to at least have a little something prepared. No, but, but again, you mentioned it before. That IU catch that went basically down at the inside the five, I believe. When that catch like was one. made, or yeah, yeah I, I was gonna say the one, but I wasn't one hundred percent sure. I knew it was inside the five, but I, yeah, I think it was the That's one. The as well. It was close. Yeah. Uh, when that catch was made, I mean, what are we doing here, man? How does he catch that ball? I mean, I saw a picture from Alliance of Reddit, and it's like the DB has the ball in his hands, basically. He's about to close his hands, and the ball is sitting right there. And Ayuk is, like, on top of him, and he's nowhere near the ball. And the t- the title was just, this was a reception. And it's just mind-boggling <laughs> how that was a catch, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the team that was down managed to keep themselves composed and got the breaks. That's 
this game was not nearly as egregious as the Ravens game mm. in terms of like. Oh, we'll get to that. I got, really I got hard. some, I got some yeah, triumphants I'm... and some victory laps to take. Yeah, I mean you're free too. I guess there's uh-huh. not much that I can do here outside uh-huh. of saying that I won both spread picks. So oh, I got that going for me. I have to take my doubles when I can, man. But yeah, I mean, this was just... It was a difference in, like, playoff mentality. One team knew what they had to do to get up from being down to scores. The other didn't really... Didn't really understand um, what they needed to do to keep that lead. So they got cute, as I said before, and... Here's what I don't understand. Here's what I don't understand. You, because here's, this was what I never understood about your predictions was, what was the first thing you said when we reviewed the divisional round? You're like, oh, well, you can go back and watch and, you know, generally speaking, the better quarterback and the better head coach and the team with the more experience in the playoffs won the game. That's that's what you can say in every single matchup. What happened in the two matchups where the two teams were the first time making the divisional round? They lost. Yeah. Got carried away by the emotion there. You you had the blueprint. You gave out the blueprint. Then you took the blueprint, scrounged it up, threw it in the trash, and then I picked it up and I used it. Yeah. I mean, I was, especially in this game, I got carried away by the emotion. I mean, Ben Campbell... Has that effect on people, I guess, and I, I fell does. for it. it and I mean, I do. I had a chance. I here. loved the going forward on four. I loved all of that, but like, they need some kind. Of, a, they need a second wide receiver, and B, the Lions do, and B, this they needed this. They needed experience because Detroit, the Detroit Lions as a whole, just have not experienced winning. It's new. Trust me, I've been there. It's new. It's you're gonna you're gonna doubt yourself, but you need these experiences so you can grow and learn from them, so you don't make the same mistakes. Yes, and you made a solid point there because uh, I saw a lot of criticism about this um, regarding him going for the fourth down, especially in a game like this. We in the show we have applauded. Uh, Dan Campbell for sticking with his guns and trusting analytics, despite being a guy that doesn't look like he would trust analytics, especially back in his like press conference. People didn't really expect him to be that sort of yeah. guy. They expected him to be the more like cold-headed guy who just says that they needed to play football like it was back in the 80s or 90s and right. screw the analytics. And I mean, part of the reason why the Lions did so well was because he trusted the analytics and he went for it the most of any other team in the NFL on fourth down and in downs that like typical football, like hold that football would say, kick the field goal or punt. I mean, he goes for it and gets it most of the time. So now if we're criticizing him going for it on fourth down in a game of this magnitude, I mean, then we're just asking for him to be Brandon Staley where like he's lauded as applauded as this analytics guy, but he only goes for the analytics when he so then pleases. And no, I mean he's just he just stuck with his thing, with his guns. He stuck with his mentality on football. Uh, he trusted the analytics. Still, I mean the result in the end wasn't good, 
But I mean, I think he has to be applauded for that and not criticized. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you on that. There's, you know, I I think I think the Lions played a much better game than the Ravens did when we get to it. And I think overall, most of the stuff Dan Campbell did is to be applauded. I mean, yeah, they played. They had sure never been there games. before. They had never been yeah. there before. So they, as cliche as it sounds, they more or less played half a game of football instead of a full game of football. And that's what ended up happening. Yeah, I uh, want uh, I said before that they were up twenty four ten at half. They were up twenty four seven at the half. Then yes. the Niners scored seventeen unanswered in the third. So. Yep. That said, I mean, take nothing away from Campbell and the amazing season that the Lions had. They just were not the team that was prepared for this moment, and it happens. And I'm sure they will bounce back. And I know I have it's more cliche. confidence saying that the Lions will be back than I do saying the Ravens will be back. Oh, we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> um, but I mean, nothing taken away from their season. And I know it's cliche to say that they will have plenty of chances to be back here because. Most of the times, I would say, it's not necessarily true because it is such a rare moment to reach the championship game that you don't want to take it for granted. But I think this team is young. I think this team didn't really expect to compete right away. They thought they were a team that was one or two years away with the amount of rookies that they added earlier through the draft. I think this team will come back stronger. And, I mean, if there's any guy who can make them bounce back from this mentally, it's Dan Campbell. So, Yes. Do you think that Jared Goff is the long-term plan for the Lions after this loss? Is that has that changed that discussion for you at all? Yeah, I don't really think I put anything on on Goff regarding okay. this loss. To be honest, I think okay. he had a few drops. He didn't really make any sort of egregious mistake. The stat line wasn't great, Actually, but they were pretty dominant you know on the who ground. Did make an egregious mistake? No, Lamar did. Uh, I, I'm not so sure. I wanted to know, so <laughs> I think you're mistaking me by someone who wanted to know, Angelo. <laughs> I think you are. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Oh, we'll get there. We'll get there. Uh final thoughts. Yeah, I think I think there has been reported that they are entering contract negotiations with Goff as well. So yeah, I think he's the future there for quite a while. And it's hard. I mentioned it. I believe it's... Yeah, good for him. I mean, he was a guy that was doubted when he was moved off from from the Rams. And I even mentioned in the last episode that sometimes it's hard to ditch that label of the guy not being it and being just like game manager, placeholder, whatever. But I think he has really elevated the Lions. An interesting discussion for you because we're going to do this with the AFC too when we get there. Because we like... the. We have talked over the years how rankings have changed so much during a season. Who do you think are the top five quarterbacks? It doesn't have to be a dynasty. Just right now, who are the top five quarterbacks in the NFC to you? In the NFC. In the NFC. You can you can do okay. them one through five. You can say, I don't want to do any order. I don't care. But I think the NFC is a lot harder to, to pick out than the AFC. It is especially harder to go one through five, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay, so in no particular order, 
I would say mm, Stafford. Okay. I would say hmm, Hurts exactly. still. Yep. I would say surprisingly, I would say Jordan Love. Think Jordan Love's in the top five? Yes. So I've said three, right? Yep. Hmm. And then I would say Purdy. Mm hmm. And the last one, I would, it's a three way tie for me. Okay. And I think if this guy wasn't hurt, I think it this wouldn't be as big of a statement, but I think I would say Kirk Cousins. Okay. So I'm putting Cousins ahead of Dak and ahead of Goff. And I think if I we're doing six, it's Goff. But I, th- I think I think Who is your top five. Who's my top five? Yeah. Hertz, Dak, Purdy. Then it really it's the debate on the final two. Gonna do golf and cousins. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, maybe this is just like recency bias, but I really can't shake off the loss from the Dallas Cowboys and now inept Dak look in that game. So I really can't put him top five right now. Yeah. I would rather take the shot on the the young guys in love, for example, and and Purdy. I guess that's why rankings so change so much from you. Yeah. Yeah, and maybe, as I said, recency bias. Maybe if we do this around the draft time, it's different. Yeah, no, 100%. 100%. Yeah. So. 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 I guess that's the show, huh? Uh-huh. Uh-huh, I'm sure it is. Yeah, Make sure to subscribe, hit the donate button. Yeah, yeah, all of that. Uh-huh. Even Angel is in the outro. So see you guys <laughs> next week. Bye. So, uh. What happened to Lamar, buddy? He had a completion. He had a completion percentage that resembled your uh, your. Uh... I left. What did you say? I thought the show was done. I guess Packers it wasn't done. Oh, you got off there. I thought you were making like a break. Oh, okay. Okay. No, no, you actually cut off there. It's for it's for it's for real. You actually cut off there. Oh, you! I thought you. I mean, yeah. It is what it is. (laughs) There's not much more that I can say than it is what it is, man. I probably doubted. Mahomes for the last time ever. Mm. You're really cutting off, by the way. Like plenty right now. Maybe it's on my end. That can actually be the thing. Yeah. Network problems. A gift that keeps on giving.
Are you there? Hello? Hello, hello? hello? Is that better? Okay, yeah, that's much better. That better. Okay, I didn't okay. know if it was on my end or if it was on yours. So let me put it to you this way, buddy. Okay, okay. Are you ready for this list? Go. People who have beaten Joe Burrow in the... Or Joe Burrow. People who have beaten Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs. The list is Joe Burrow and Tom Brady. Oh, interesting. So, um, is is Lamar part of that list? I'm just curious. Has Lamar ever yeah. beaten Patrick Mahomes? I don't think so. Once. I think he oh, he, oh, yeah, that's right. Never, you're right. He, he is. He's, yeah. He has one win in the regular yes. season on Patrick Mahomes about three years ago. You're right. A win, so, a win is a win. So here's the thing. As assuming like Patrick Mahomes is healthy and the Kansas City roster is serviceable, I I don't know like why you keep voting against him. Unless it's Joe Burrow with a defense that could stop an all time great quarterback, it's not happening. Yeah. It's not happening. It's it's sorry, Josh better. Allen. It's not happening. Sorry, Lamar Jackson. It's not happening. So now that we're talking about Mahomes in particular, uh-huh. I uh, this has been talked about a lot. Now that he's making another Super Bowl, now that he has one another in AFC, he's better than Brady. Okay, so you're going there. You're saying that he's better than Brady. He doesn't have the accolades yet. Okay, but he is better so- than Brady. Two things can be right at the same time. He could still have a long way to go, and, and he could. Something catastrophic could happen, and he could not get there. But if you line up Tom Brady, where he was, what was what is this year five six for Patrick Mahomes? Uh, this is year six, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Okay. If you took year six Tom Brady and put him up against year six Patrick Mahomes, year six Patrick Mahomes wipes the floor with him. Just, just um... flat out. Just flat out. Doesn't happen. Okay. So that has been... I've heard that a lot. And I guess the way you put it, it's probably the best one in which it's like he is not currently the GOAT because he does not have the accolades. Listen, if you think Patrick Mahomes through six years is the greatest quarterback of all time or the greatest football player of all time, you're smoking something. There is a path and trajectory you need to take. All I'm saying is... Through six years, he is the best. Can you sustain okay, but, it? No idea. But okay, his, so you're putting I'll, into I'll that context. This, okay. I'll give this this six this first six year stretch against anyone's six year stretch. I'm telling you, it's not close, dude. Okay, so the way you're putting it makes sense because what I've seen a lot of people say it's that okay, he's, he's better than goat. Brady. They, they, no, he's better than Brady. They've lost the plot. If if you're saying that six years of Patrick Mahomes is better than 20 years of Tom Brady, they've lost the plot, okay? Yeah. They've lost it. All I'm saying is, to this point, Patrick Mahomes has done an excellent job of meeting and succeed and exceeding where Tom Brady was around this time. Okay, so on that end, I actually have something here for you. Yes. I believe it was the creator of DVOA. 
that guy went on Twitter and he was saying basically all of that. He was saying that he's, Mahomes is not currently the GOAT, uh, but through this stretch, he has been better than Brady. So, like, 100%. He's, he's probably better than Brady. Then a guy. No, not probably. He's better than Brady through the person. Okay. Then a guy, and I'm trying to find the exact stats that they were using because, like, people were up in arms in a few subreddits here. Um, but then a guy was like, recency bias affects these people so much that they forget their own stats. So then they were looking at basically, like, uh, the, yeah, uh, where is it? I thought it was here. No. Okay, got it, yeah. So then they were looking for a five-year regular season picks because the creator of the DVOA said, and I quote, there's going to be a lot of talk in the next two weeks about whether Patrick Mahomes is the GOAT. I like the Bill James historical baseball abstract because he ranked players two ways, peak and career. I think it's clear Mahomes has passed Brady and Manning as the peak GOAT. Nothing out there matches what he did from 2018 to 2022, even without including 2023. Career is definitely not at Brady's level yet. So you agree with that, right? That's that's 100% right, yeah. So then a guy on Twitter that has like (laughs) random Tom Brady highlights, that's the name of the account, goes, your own stats say otherwise. And I want to read you the stats. So, they are comparing Tom Brady from 2007 to 2012. So, they are basically comparing peak athletes, five-year regular season peaks. So, Brady from 2007 to 2012, Manning from 2003 to 2007, and Mahomes from 2018-2022. So, total EPA, Brady has both beaten. EPA per play, Manning has both beaten. EPA per game, it's Brady tied with Mahomes. Pass D D Y A R, it's twelve point. It's uh, he leads both players. Uh, what were you gonna say regarding the problem? Here's the problem. Here's yeah. the problem. So we're calling this Patrick Mahomes peak, and we're including a rookie season in it. Yeah, that was <laughs> gonna be my point in the end because you're comparing. Peak Mahomes from like what twenty one years old? Yeah, the peaks I have it here. The peaks is for Peyton Manning. It's from twenty seven to thirty one. For Brady, it's from thirty to thirty five, and Mahomes is from twenty three to twenty seven. It's just different. This guy is so good that we have to include his rookie numbers and compare them to prime all time great quarterbacks. To get the, the over the hub, it's bad. It's that's what I mean. It is not close, dude. It's not close. Yeah, I think I didn't experience Jordan, but I think this is this is what people experienced back then. It's the closest, dude. It feels inevitable, and it For feels year. like Brady back then, but probably. Uh, I'm not going to say up a level, but up a small but here's the thing. Here's the thing. Brady though. always here's had we... the great defenses. Yes, and but here's doesn't. what we don't talk about. 
Here's what we don't talk about. Brady's first four years, I believe it was, he basically went to a Super Bowl three of those four years. He had a 10-year stretch where he didn't make a Super Bowl! Yes, that is true. Like, <laughs> I, have, I have not seen a year Patrick Mahomes has played where he hasn't made it to the conference championship. That's ridiculous! It is. And, and it feels like Jordan. And it feels like Brady. Because no matter the odds, no matter how everything... Jordan got swept in his rookie year in the playoffs! Yes, and, but I'm saying, like, when you get to the big stages, like, not the, those early stages. And if we ever talk basketball, I'm going to be pretty adamant that LeBron is better than MJ. So that's just my stance. But for most people, MJ is better, and I understand that. Uh, and it feels like that in the sense of you never really count him out, and you never really think that the team doesn't have a chance when he's on. Because even when they're down massively, you just know that he believes in himself, and he believes in the team, and he can he can carry. Like I mean, he's playing with bum-ass wide receivers. He's playing with... Okay, where she rides, well, he's you... a rookie and had a pretty solid game. I, I, I don't know how year. to explain it anymore. Patrick Mahomes, down double digits at halftime, has a better win percentage than the Panthers in the last four years. <laughs> like, what are you going to do with that? What are you going to do with that? <laughs> that feels ridiculous. And, and I somehow don't doubt it for a second, which is even funnier. And it, it's, I mean, it's just baffling, isn't it? It's to the point in which I'm like, I'm sitting here and we're going to the Super Bowl right now. We're like yep. a week away. Oh, yeah, you're, debating this. you're debating this pick, aren't you? No, 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 no. I have my, my Super Bowl pick pretty locked up. But I, okay, it's okay. to a point in which I'm hoping that in the Super Bowl, Mahomes is down double digits so I can bet the money line. So that I can bet the oh KC Chiefs gosh. life and can win a lot of money. So, yeah. Oh <laughs> That's where I'm standing right now. No. Like, you do. I, I, I don't know. It's, I I don't know like what I can say to to just describe how good that his rookie year till now has been of Patrick Mahomes. It we're blessed. We are blessed to be watching it. Yeah, just enjoy greatness, isn't it? Like we pretty, yeah, this, exactly. Enjoy it while it's here. We take this for granted sometimes, and. If if we bring back a segment that we had like one episode of what really grinds my gears or something like that, what really what really annoys me and what really gets me going, it's not the people that are like hating so much on Mahomes that now it's like they are hating as well on Here's like my... the smallest thing like Taylor Swift. Now now they don't want the Chiefs and Mahomes because now Taylor Swift is gonna show up. I mean, just get alive, dude. Why are you mad that uh, like? A singer that, like, for singer stand and for like celebrity status, it's probably one of the least controversial celebrities out there. Like, she doesn't do anything. She's just like standing there and enjoying the game with his boyfriend, 
and like people are now pissed off that Mahomes is going to another Super Bowl and Taylor Swift is going to be popping up at every single moment. That's yeah. like oh, so. Get, has, get has the shark been jumped? There, there was this time with Brady that we kind of like Brady transitioned from like this guy everyone loves to everyone's like oh fuck the Pats fuck Brady have we have we made this this transition yet where everyone's just like fuck the Chiefs I don't want to see it again I guess so and this one was actually like pretty faster than the Brady transition because Brady took a few years and it's like he was well into his 30s I believe when he was being gated and now yeah, it, took Brady, it took Brady like over a decade to get to that point yeah, and I guess as you said, it's like because he made the first three Super Bowls and then he didn't really make any other for a while. And I guess just like the consistency of the Chiefs, I guess it's it's more annoying. And now people are saying, okay, but then when he loses Andy Reid, he won't be as good. Or when he loses Kelsey, he won't be as good. And this awfully reminds Whatever. me of when people were saying that they were losing Tyreek Hill. And not only did they win the Super Bowl in the year that they didn't have Tyreek Hill, exactly. now they're going to the second one. Like I, I don't, I don't doubt there will be struggles because honestly, yeah. like another thing people aren't talking about, Chelsea has slowed down. He really yeah, has. Chelsea you can has. see it when he plays. And the offense and, this year has slowed down somewhat. But they have a great defense, and Patrick Mahomes, like. Quite honestly, they're looking at what the Chiefs stand to lose. Bro, they got no wide receivers. Yeah. Like, like what about what they stand to gain eventually if they add wide receivers either through the draft or through free agency? Yeah, like, what if they get another option that isn't, like, a huge liability like MBS? What if they get a running back that can catch very well? And Pacheco is okay. Pacheco is okay. I, I, I am not shaving Pacheco. But like, um, yeah. I mean, it's just like, yeah. I'm sure that the offense won't be as good without without Kelsey. I'm sure that there will be adjustments. But at this point, I sort of trust him to figure out things and make the offense still work without those pieces. Much like he made them work without Hill. And sure, it won't be as high potent of an offense, but those players being out also improves other positions on the team, so it's not just subtractions. You get addictions by subtractions. Yep. So anyway, talk about the Ravens. Will the Ravens be back? What happened with the Ravens, Alex? Moment got too big, man. At the end of the day, like I said on on the last episode, yeah, I mean, there was a clip out there with OBJ basically just not yelling out, but like saying to Lamar that he doesn't need to get other players involved. Like at this point, he should start running the ball and he needs to run the ball because that's when the offense is more dynamic and he doesn't need his targets. Nor the do other wide receivers need their targets. They just need him to play winning football. And he was basically stuck on his own head. And it was baffling. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if it was play calling or if it was just Lamar, but like eight rushes, I believe that's what he had. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, he had eight rushes for 54 so, yards. There were points sounds- in there, just so I close out this part of, of the rushing. There was a run in there in which it was four and short, like fourth and one, fourth and two. And they call a run play, which is basically QB power. 
and like he takes off and there's a huge gap and he's basically like 1v2 basically versus a safety uh one of them looked to have the angle which was the guy that eventually tackled him the other didn't really look like he would have any sort of chance to get the angle to, for the tackle uh, despite him being like higher on the field and Lamar just sort of didn't realize that and was looking around. I'm not saying that he could have housed it. I think it's it's a small chance that he could, but I think that could have been like a much bigger game than 20 yards. I think that could have been like 40, 40 something. So that was the first sign of like, okay, uh, this game is weird. Like Lamar in regular season keeps running that ball, doesn't just look around and stop running. So yeah, but what were so you going to say? So it sounds like you've been through like the seven stages of grief with the Ravens. Like, like at first it was like all the no calls. It's the no calls. It's all the no calls. And, and like, I'm going to address we... that. Yeah, you, you can. And, and they're fair. But just before the podcast, you said, you think I give a shit about the Ravens anymore? I, th- I think I think you just you've successfully gone through the all the stages of grief. And, and it is true because I think you, you've mistaken me by someone who really likes the Ravens. And for the most part, this year, I enjoyed them. And I thought they were another dog for most of the season. I thought they were playing pretty good football. And I thought they had a chance here. But, like, the season is done. Like, next season, I'll find other teams that I like as well. It's not necessarily that I like the Ravens as a team in general. I just like them this year. As you know, before, like, this season and before the season prior, I believe. I was not that big on Lamar Jackson, so this was more of an in-season team than anything else. But since you mentioned the no-calls, I mean, those were just brutal, man. Alright, go for it. Go through them. Yeah, I mean, first off, like... There was an OBJ one, and I'll I'll give that one like away uh, because it seemed like OBJ wanted to drag the flag more than anything else. Like the ball wasn't really catchable, but there was still contact there, and I guess that's an okay no call. But the two after one after that one, I mean, those were just disgraceful. Like the Isaiah Likely, he's going through, and it was before the the pass immediately before the pick. Like he was just running the seam. He makes a cut, I believe, and. The KC defender just basically puts his hand all over him. The ball isn't even being thrown yet. And just basically makes him fall down with the touch. Like, he pulls him down to the ground. And likely just stands there. Like, that's clearly either PI or illegal touching or something along those lines. And no call. And then on the on the pick that Lamar throws. And I'll start by saying that it was a completely dumb decision. I mean, I said that the second that he threw it. It was a dumb pass into triple coverage. But, I mean, there's still contact there with Isaiah Likely, and he still gets dragged down and has no chance of making a play on that football. So I think that still should have been P.I. And then someone said something along the lines of, like, Lamar wasn't screwed by the defense or anything because the defense held up pretty well. Um And the Ravens didn't screw Lamar. And I guess I sort of agree, but I would say that Plenty of things on offense screwed Lamar. It wasn't just... I, I don't think he played necessarily great, 
But I think that game should have been much closer if, like, for example, if Flowers doesn't make a towning penalty that is completely boneheaded by a rookie, uh, and if say Flowers doesn't fumble the goal, the the ball at the goal line and goes for a touchback instead of a touchdown, I mean those two plays alone, those could have been points in this game. I mean with a touchdown of Zay Flowers, Zay Flowers alone, that's seventeen seventeen, and the Chiefs, although they were moving the ball well in the first half, in the second half they really weren't, and I think. There's some applauding to do there for McDonald's. And I guess we'll talk about McDonald's a bit more um, after we're done with these games. But I think if that touchdown happens by Zay Flowers, I think this is a game that maybe goes to the overtime. And yeah, I mean, he got screwed there by plenty of pieces. He didn't play perfect, but I think he did enough to tie this game, at least. Sure. But I mean, the Ravens defense, especially in the second half, did very good at stifling the the Kansas City offense. Yeah, Those, that first half though, it felt like this was going to be a blowout. Quite honestly, especially in the first drive. Yeah, but like in the second half, they made the adjustments and they managed to get a few stops. Unfortunately, the offense wasn't in sync. But again, as I was going to say, in Portugal, we have a saying that one head coach once said about the soccer team. A journalist was making him questions regarding hypotheticals and ifs, 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 ifs. And he said something along the lines of, and I think I've said this before here, if my grandma had wheels, she would be a Mack truck. So, yeah, ifs and buts don't really win you games. So, in the end of the day, like the better team won. And it was KC. Season be damned. Season be damned. Are you ready for this season to be over? Because I definitely am. No, I think, although not the most exciting Super Bowl, because you you probably would rather have a team. It is, but I think overall, I think if it was like Casey Lions, I think it would be more exciting because the team like Ben Campbell, team that never won, great season, all of that storyline. Now you're getting like Mahomes versus Purdy, who's a guy that people sometimes don't like and don't think that he's all that good. And now you're getting that Super Bowl, and it's kind of it's a good Super Bowl for all intents and purposes. Those have been the two best teams for probably the whole playoffs. So it is a good Super Bowl. And yeah, I think I'm about done to call it. Just it's time to move on to the rookies, and I need to catch up on that. I've been doing some research and some reading. Have you done anything for the rookies yet? I have not done anything for the rookies yet. I usually don't start my process until the combine. Okay. Okay. Because we eventually, and I believe I said this the other show, we should look at a few like mock drafts from guys from the industry. Like okay, I'm cool Daniel. with that. Daniel Jeremiah, Mel Kiper. Just understand when we do that, you're probably going to be taking point on that because I have not done research on some of these players yet. Yeah, like for most of them, I also haven't. Like I've been starting to look at like a few wide receivers. I've looked into a few QBs, all of that. And then I'm reading like prospect scouting reports. I'm reading through some like 
drafts from that I've said, for example, from Daniel Jeremiah and all of that. And I've been listening to a few draft shows. So that's how I'm starting the process. But yeah, after the Super Bowl, it's probably when I pick up on that. So yeah, it's exciting times coming. But first, we still have a Super Bowl to get on with. And we still have the whole coaching hirings. And I guess, are you done talking about the games or you still want to mock me some more? I think I think I'm good. I did. Uh, okay. I think I, I think I did enough damage. You know. I don't know. Last week, Alex, what do you think? Okay, that's what I thought. It is. It is what it is, man. <laughs> it is what it is. So a few Are more coaches. Predicting the Super Bowl. Actually, let's I'm not sure the Super Bowl if... first and go to the coaches. Uh, do you want to do that this week or next week? This week. This week. Okay. Maybe yeah. I thought you I wanna... maybe wanted to save it for next week. No. Okay. Okay. Okay, so Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Who do you think wins it? Kansas City. Okay, so we won't disagree on that one. I think it's going to be Mahomes again winning that Super Bowl. Uh, Now that you see the game going, because I believe what I've heard prior was that the Chiefs weren't the favorite. Is that correct or was did I have it wrong? Let me check. Super Bowl odds. I'm I'm going to the DraftKings Sportsbook right now. Let's see. And that is correct. They are not. They are effectively not the favorites. Are you ready for a crazy NBA stat? What? Uh, The Detroit Pistons still have not won as many games as the Detroit Lions have this season. (laughs) <laughs> they've played 46 games <laughs> the Pistons are really bad aren't they and like from where I've been they're, following they're historically bad they have like a pretty big um, losing record wasn't it I believe they were either tying the record or on the verge of breaking it but didn't was that correct or did they actually break the record for like oh no, fighting. we're we're in the middle of the season. They're they're only a little more than halfway done. They're six and forty through the halfway point. No, but That's like uh, losing streak. Like oh yeah, I they mean, tied that. They, they tied, tied it. it. Okay, they yeah, tied it. yeah, they tied it. Yeah, I I I knew I I saw something along those lines, but I wasn't sure if they like they won a game when they tied it or if they have actually like gone a game over the. So now they have the record and then they won the game. But yeah, they tied it just. Worst. Oh, they're well on. Oh, wow. They are well on track to break the worst NBA record. Jesus. That is nuts. What's the worst NBA record ever? Like, like they're crushing it. 34, 48. 
Oh wait, hold on. Where is no? This? That that's certainly not that's the not worst it. ever. Okay, I'm guessing it might have been held by the the Sixers. Yeah, I think so too. Hold on. Yeah. What's the worst? The whole trust the process thing. Worst regular season earned. Seven and fifty nine. There it is. They're one win away from. They are one win away. That was the seventy sixers. That was the Bobcats. Oh, the Bobcats. Oh, okay. So that might have been like a season in which they got CP3 the year after, probably. No. <laughs> no? Okay. No. I was trying to give you a basketball fact, like no, no. showing that I know ball, they, but apparently I don't know they, ball. They actually ended up losing the lottery in that draft. Hmm. They which year won- was it? 2011-2012. So they had the worst record in the NBA and they ended up 1, 2, 3, 4. Jesus Christ. Wait, where are you? Oh, they ended up number two. Never mind. They, Oh, God. They selected Michael Kidd Gilchrist with their... Oh, that was the AD draft. Yeah, it was the AD draft. They selected Michael K. Giltrist with their record-breaking worst performing break. Jesus Christ. I can't imagine the 2013 season being much better than that. Poor guys. Oh, yeah, then they picked Ford. The draft after. And they drafted Cody Zeller. Oh, buddy. <laughs> oh, buddy. I feel so bad for the cats slash hornets. Oh hornets. man, they're the hornets now. Anyway, we got we got off track. We got off track. We got off track. So, Patrick Mahomes wins the Super Bowl. How how do you think it's going? You think they're going to be down by double digit at half and then come back? No, I actually I actually think they do a game plan much like the Lions, but that they execute it like in the second half. So I think this might be. <laughs> You can play the clip. I think this will be A. Exactly. I think they win this game by <laughs> double digits. So, yeah, give me, I guess, the Chiefs because they apparently seem to be the underdogs. They are plus two. Yeah, I'm taking Chiefs to win outright and I'm taking them in the spread too. I have had a terrible. Uh, record against the spread, but to be fair, to in, during the playoffs, uh, I usually go for winners, and I've been bad at predicting that too. I just predicted the Super Bowl right, and that's about it. Yeah, you went three and nine in the playoffs, twenty five percent win rate. This yeah. guy on another end, he went ten and two in the playoffs. That's eighty three percent, and none of his Super Bowl picks made it. Yeah. You can't win them all. Super Bowl pick of predictions for both of us. It's KC and KC minus two, which means the 49ers are about to win the, the Super, Super Bowl. Bowl in a while. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I is... honestly wish I would have tracked what our win loss record was when both of us agreed on a spread. 
I can look into that because I have I still have the records. It has from... to be bad, dude. It, it has, has to be catastrophic. You know, you games? have to get it ready for next week. You have to get it ready for next okay. week. Okay. I can I can look into that. That's it's not that okay. it's not that hard. I think I have every single week here still. Yeah. Like I have every single week here. So it's it's not gonna be that hard. I just need to like put them into an actual like spreadsheet and just mix and match. But I'll get that. And now do you think this game goes in terms of like the over-under? Do you think this is a high scoring game? Do you think this is more of a like Chiefs Ravens game in which it's like seventeen ten, seventeen seven? So I think both defenses are well the Chiefs defense is fairly solid. I think it's <laughs> boring in the start, and I think it gets really excited into the third, fourth. Mm. Like 7-14 first half, and then it finishes at like 35-28. Okay. Man, that would be a banger of a Super Bowl. The over-under is 47. Mm-hmm. I think they expect like not like the worst game in terms of scoring. This is not a game in the 44s, 43s. So not a like slugfest, but not a barn burner either. Like they don't expect 50 plus points. So I think I yeah I I struggle with it because I think that I think I think that I think the Niners are one thing but like in the Lions game they really did show me something that I didn't know that they would have so I want to say that the final score for this game is 24-13 That's actually like 47 on the dot. So, my score is 24 13. And yours is what? 35 28. Was that what you said? Yep, 35 28. Okay. So, that's the Super Bowl here. I guess we can talk about it more next week. We'll still have time for that. Yep. And now I think we need to look at the coaches because a bunch of coaches signed while we were in our week uh, after we, we, we had the show last week. Like at least, what, four coaches, five coaches signed? Yeah, I believe so. So let's look at some of these coaches. Okay, so first one, I guess we'll start with like the not so hyped ones. So Dave Canales goes to the Carolina Panthers. Dave Canales, OC for the for the Bucks, longtime Seahawks coach. I believe he was another the coaching staff for the front office for quite a while. Uh, Ten plus years, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah, he was 13 years as Pete Carroll's assistant in Seattle. So he spent last season with the Bucks. He revived Baker Mayfield's career. What do you think about this signing? I think it's the signing they probably needed to make because they need to, like, all the draft capital they spent on on Bryce Young, they need to get something out of that. That said, I'm not sure the answer is in the coaching. I think the answer is more in fixing the offensive line and getting weapons around Bryce Young. Yeah, 
And yeah, and that position, that's did you see who they signed as GM? I'm guessing uh, either I cut off or you. No, cut who off. do they? No, okay. who do they? So they spent basically. They hired an outside firm to make a search into who should be their GM. Like, pretty smart for David Tepper. I mean, he has been a pretty bad owner, so I guess him staying out of the process is all well and good. And they eventually signed the guy who was in Carolina and was basically his right hand man for quite a while. So effectively, like, he will have full control of that thing, and Tapper is quite a bad owner, probably one of the worst right now. So I'm not necessarily sure if the team that this GM will build is anything to write home about. But I think Canales is... It's lukewarm, isn't it? Like, it's a guy who spent, like, damn near, what, a decade and a half in Seattle. Didn't really get much much consideration. Then got an OC job. Like, people didn't really expect much from this team in general. He gets, like, a pretty good year of Baker Mayfield. Basically, right, revives Baker's career. And now he gets an head coaching job. It seems premature. But as you said, I think I understand it from the point of if price doesn't work, we're all fucked. So... It's better to get Price working, and who better than a guy who has shown that they they can fix a QB? So I understand the signing from that point. I don't think it's the most exciting hiring ever, because as far as we know, this might just be a flash in the pan. But I mean, he called plays. The offense was good. He led the team. He got a playoff win under his belt as an OC. So there's worse hirings out there. Yeah, I guess so. Lukewarm so. in general. Yeah, I'm about. Now, so what's the next head coach? It's it's a team that I'm not so sure they are better off right now. The Falcons hired Raheem Morris, the DC from the Rams. Eh, they was did. my reaction. Eh, was your reaction? <laughs> Yeah. Mm. It's hard because, like, this is just going the retread route. Like, this is a coaching, a coach that, although it was a few years ago, I mean, like, he got his head coaching experience with the Bucks back in 2009, 2011. It just didn't go that well. And, like, I believe when he was with Dan Quinn in Atlanta, he took off as the, it took, it took uh, the team over as the interim interim head coach, and he went four and seven. So, like the defense from the Rams, he did a good job this year, and he has been doing a good job. I, I say yeah. this year because this year, like they were more in str- they didn't in have all stars across do. the board. Yeah, they didn't have yes. they didn't have the money. So basically. He had to work with what he had, and things went okay. I'm just not excited by the retread coach. It's like I'm more excited about a guy like Dave Canales. Why? Because the unknown sometimes it's better, right? It's like you know that it might not work out, 
but you don't know if it will or not. With, with a guy like Raheem Morris, you're just sort of like, we've seen it not work. Maybe he has mature, matured as a coach. Maybe he's better than he was back in 2009, 2011. But it's just like a mass signing. Just doesn't scream like they want to. And you had so, an issue with Arthur Smith because mm-hmm. he was this and that and he wasn't the most like in, in like imaginative guy and he didn't have like the best offense around and you hired a defensive-minded coach. Yeah. Yeah. Atlanta really likes being mediocre. They do. <laughs> so wait a minute. Wait a minute. Are you telling me Bill Belichick didn't get a gig? Yet, and there's only one more job available right now. Who? The Washington Commanders. Oh no! That is the last Bill's one that is available. <laughs> he might not. I. I'm not going to say that, that I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah, but I would be surprised. But then again, I mean, if you look at the projects on the table, and it's like, okay, the Chargers. And we'll talk about that one in a bit. The Chargers were an intriguing position, but the roster was hamstringed with uh, like bad salaries, all of that. Atlanta. Could it be that just Bill like said no to Atlanta? Because like the project wasn't the best for him. Because I could yeah. see that. I mean, I did. I believe I said it on one of the episodes. Maybe it was last week, but I did say at one point. And one of our episodes that Bill Belichick is going to go to a team with no quarterback and a good defense to a team with no quarterback. And a team. <laughs> yeah, you did say that. I believe so, it was last week as well. So the Panthers, I mean, maybe, maybe. No, <laughs> the Panthers. I just couldn't see him going there. Like the ownership is too meddling for him to go there. And then the Seahawks. I also didn't understand. Like. So maybe he's just waiting for a situation that, you know, because maybe he does care about his legacy. He doesn't strike me as a guy who cares about legacy, but maybe he does. And he's just waiting for the right situation so that he can be successful again. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, if we're looking at NFL teams who might have an opening last year. So let's take out the teams that made a signing this year. And let's say all of them give another chance to, to the coach that they are right now. It's a bold so, assumption, but go on. Okay. Then let's look at, for example, the Buffalo Bills. Mm-hmm. If McDermott goes, that might be an, op- an opening, and it's not that far-fetched. The FC North, not- I really don't see anything making a change there, to be honest. So we can skip that one. The FC South, I mean, you can look at the Jags. If Dick Peterson has another bad year. Uh... I don't really see anyone else in there either. Then the AFC West, I don't see anything there. But then when you look at the NFC East, then you're looking at the Cowboys and you're looking at the Eagles, for example. So those are intriguing openings. Then if Chicago does go with Caleb, they might have an opening. And I'm I'm sure, yeah, like, I'm pretty sure they will have an opening. Would you be here for the like rumors and press conferences between with Bill Belichick and Jerry Jones? Hey, that would be fun. They would be very entertaining. 
Yeah, I mean, I just, I just imagine NFL... Jerry saying something off his rocker and then an uh, interviewer asking and Bill Belichick just being like, what the fuck are you talking about? Get out of here with that. Isn't like the NFL the biggest yeah. reality show in the whole world? So pretty yeah, much. it would just yeah. be fun. So <laughs> it, it would. It would it would be fun to see Jerry Jones and Bill Belichick in a building together having to cooperate. Yeah. And then, yeah, in the NFC, I think Chicago might be fun. And they might have an opening. So if you can work with those guys, I'm not sure. I think there might be better openings next year than this year. But we shall see. I mean, it's a bold move. But I think, like, he he likely has offers whichever way this thing goes next year. So maybe he just wants to sit down a year. He's been coaching for, what, 30 years, 40 years. Dude just needs a break. But yeah, going back to the list of coaches, uh, I believe we talked about the Titans signing Callahan last show. We talked yep. about the Raiders signing Antonio Pierce. We talked about the Patriots with Jared Mayo. And now we can go with the Chargers. And the Chargers got the big prize from the coaching carousel. And the Chargers land, much to my disbelief, they land Jim Harbaugh. Do you think Jim Harbaugh works in the NFL right now? Or have we just been making yes. this big fuss yeah, about... Okay. No, 100%. So this is not going to be he like... Picked, he picked the Chargers. That team, like, Brandon Staley deserves, like, an award for not being able to make the playoffs with that team. Yeah. He doesn't deserve any award, though. He just deserves <laughs> like, the, those. Um, we talked about those medals that you give to second place. That's what he deserves. It's participation like, pro trophy. Yes, yeah, he just deserves that one. Just a participation trophy, and that's it. Let's not go too crazy. Perfect. <laughs> Thank you, Alex. <laughs> Thank you, Alex, from the past. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> okay. Um, so this will not be a hiring that we'll be sitting here and be like, yeah, we should have known this wasn't going to work. But this is 100% going to work. It should. It should. Will it? We'll see. That's that's why you play the games. So I look but forward it should. to like... I think in, it will. In a month or two, we'll all be sitting here like... The Chargers oh. will no longer hurt me. Woohoo! Yeah, I cannot wait for, like, remember back when they were making all those huge, like, signings. I believe it was 2021. Yeah, that's the Chargers, man. They take advantage of you. <laughs> remember a few years ago when the NFC, <clears throat> the AFC West was making all of those crazy signings and, like... Uh, Las uh, Las Vegas signed Chandler Jones. Ooh. The Chargers signed Khalil Mack. Mack. Yeah, the the Broncos got Russell Wilson, and it was yeah. like, yeah, all of those teams are gonna join up to beat Mahomes, especially the Chargers. The Chargers are the new hotness. The Chargers are gonna beat Mahomes. I cannot wait for that to happen again next year. And it's like, we'll be sitting here next year and be like, yeah, oh, so... No. <laughs> no team really beat Mahomes. 
and we're just sitting here again because the Chiefs are still the Chiefs. But to Harbaugh's credit, wherever he has gone, he has won, right? What? Yes. What if the Chiefs ever like strike gold and get a wide receiver in the like a good wide receiver in the draft? And it's over. And it's over. That's it, then you know. I'm I'm daydreaming here, but can you imagine if they were like, okay, fuck it, we need a wide receiver, and just just traded everything and went for, and I'm not even gonna say Marvin Harrison Jr., but went for Malik Neighbors. Ridiculous, baby. Yeah. Okay. Here's a scenario: if that happened, if Kansas City Chiefs traded up, got Malik Nabbers. You think we? You think when we get to dynasty rookie drafts, you think people are picking Nabbers over Marvin Harrison Jr.? Um, let's say it's worse. Let's say let's say Harrison Jr. goes to the Patriots, and Nabbers yeah, goes to the Chiefs. I was gonna say because I think. Marvin Harrison Jr. goes to the Cardinals right now. I would say no. But if he goes to the Patriots, I think some people might overthink this and they might go neighbors. And I think that's yeah. insane. I think there's like a spectrum. So like, I think right now, and we'll, we'll see how the combine works, but it, let's say they have similar combines. I think there are people right now if you got him into a rookie draft, would draft neighbors over Marvin Harrison Jr. And those people are the I, idiots that you should take advantage of. I think that if the team situation was like, oh, this team's really good for one and this team's really bad for the other, that would become more extreme. I think overall, like when you average it out, more people are going to be selecting Marvin Harrison Jr. over Nabbers. But I think you can bridge that gap a bit by having Nabbers in a better team situation. But we'll see. People are dumb, man. That's all I can well, say. <laughs> I think Marvin well, Harrison we'll Jr. will be great wherever he goes. So I don't really put any stock into like thinking about Nabbers over him. But, hey, Austin, if you're out there and you're listening, you should definitely do that, man. I think that works <laughs> great for your team. Yeah. Major crap. props, and Alex Alex approves that. He approves that message. Okay, so Harbaugh will work. For sure, right? Harbaugh gets to the playoffs. Harbaugh gets to the Super Bowl. Harbaugh unlocks Herbert. What? That they it better is. make a playoff run. Okay, and, and just so I know, because I've made those as well. What's the excuse for Herbert if this, if this doesn't work out right now? Just so I know. So here's the excuse. Okay, there's always one, right? Give me your top five AFC quarterbacks. Okay, so it's Mahomes. Uh, let me look at the full list. Uh, okay, so that. Mahomes, uh, Burrow, um, Anthony Richard. Uh, what? No. Ah, what? What? What did you just say? <laughs> what did you just say? I kid, I kid, I kid. So 
So Mahomes, Burrow, Josh Allen, uh, Lamar Jackson, and heh, who might the last and one he- be? Exactly. Who might the last one be? I guess you have to give it to Herbert. But that's the, there's your argument. There are so many good quarter like the top five quarterbacks of the AFC are probably like the top five quarterbacks in Dynasty. The only people like the only people from the NFC who would have an argument is Hertz, as far as Dynasty go. And if you want to take away Dyna- the Dynasty aspect, I'd oh. argue that four of the top five quarterbacks in the AFC are the t- four of the top five quarterbacks in the NFL. Okay, but pause. Let's talk about NFL here. So we okay. have established, and you've said that I gave you the blueprint. We have established yep. that good coaches, good QBs, win. Yep. So I've named you the five QBs. So one of them is from the AFC East. So let's say that QB mm-hmm. wins the division. One of them is yep. from the AFC North. Let's say he wins mm-hmm. the division. Then yep. there's another one from the AFC North. So let's say that's a playoff spot for the wild card. And then there's two in the West. So one wins the division, one makes the playoffs through the wild card spot. So if the Chargers miss the playoffs, what's the excuse again? Cleveland we've... Browns figured it out. <laughs> uh, so you're telling me that the Sean Watson is a better QB, huh? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. The margins in the AFC are so fucking thin. Like mm, imagine imagine Joe Burrow doesn't go out. So now you have so let, let's 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 talk about this for a second. Now mm-hmm. you have so quarterbacks that who we never considered for top five. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a few. Trevor Lawrence, Tua Tunga Vilola. If you want to put Deshaun there, you can put Deshaun there, but I think it's the Browns team that's the argument, kind of like how the 49ers team is the argument for the 49ers. That and by the way, the Steelers haven't had a losing season in like half a decade or like a decade. Mm-hmm. So the margins are th- are very thin in the AFC, my dude. Oh. Very very thin. Okay, so I just want to point oh, out. Oh, by the way, Aaron Rodgers. We didn't we didn't mention that guy Aaron Rodgers either. Yeah, because he's what forty. Goes that on long. like darkness retreats yeah. is a conspiracy theory. Uh, theory so, like so lunatic really, like... and has no Achilles. Maybe that's why <laughs> we kept them off the list. I'm not so sure, Angelo, but I think that might be it. <laughs> that might be the but deciding you'd... factor in the end. You'd be you'd be harder pressed to find quarterbacks in the AFC than you would be to name good ones in the NFC. Yes, that is correct. So, I don't know, like, you're saying that that's the excuse. The AFC however, is stacked, dude. However, we both placed them inside of the top five, didn't we? Didn't we? We did. Okay, so we have established that he's a top five QB. We have established that Harbaugh will work. So, they have the QB and they have the head coach. And you're telling me that maybe because, uh, I don't know, they have the Browns with Watson, who looks like a shell of himself. And they have, oh, they have the Dolphins with Tuo Cantro in the cold. And they have the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, with Arthur Smith, 
as the offensive coordinator. Uh, yeah, right. Um, and who else do they have? Oh, they have the New York Jets, who I'm pretty sure I never saw in the playoffs since I started watching the NFL. Okay, uh, yeah. Um, and they have, who else? Oh, they have CJ Stroud and Trevor Lawrence. Oh, yeah, Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, that's correct. That's the guy we appointed as like the next big thing, who is just the next thing, probably. And who else do they have? Oh, yeah, they have the Raiders. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And they have, oh, the Titans now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, I definitely see why, why you think, like, he has an excuse to miss the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Got it. Yeah, Angelo. <laughs> I'm just, that's just the excuses, isn't it? Like, I've made some for him. Like, I'm talking against myself as well here. But I think it's time to run those out because um, he might not have anyone any anymore. Like, there's no Brandon Staley anymore. So that's the main excuse out of the door. Let's see what else. Now the, can we just call him the social media QB? Jesus, dude. Emmanuel Acho. Come on out. <laughs> yeah, I mean... I still think he's a good QB, but I think the excuses are way too much. And we're just... I mean, I made you a question, and I was expecting, like, oh, no, there's no excuse right now. And you made one on the spot, man. And it's like, it's unbelievable <laughs> what we do for this guy. Yeah, we, we got... We got him on tap. We like we got him. We got this list. We, we got, got excuses list. on excuses on excuses on excuses. I mean, this is looking like an Eminem rap song because it's like bars on bars on bars on bars. And we do, we do, uh, we do, we do, we do, we do. Okay, so final signing for the head coaches. That leaves just two spots available. That left my Seahawks with no coach, and that left with the Commanders with no coach. And my Seahawks got it done as soon as the Ravens got off the, the 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 playoff game. They were on tap with Mike McDonald for the interview. The guy was going on the plane and he was getting the calls for the interview. And the Ravens have been eliminated for, what, three days now. And they managed to get two interviews with Mike McDonald. And they have appointed him as the youngest ever no, wait. It's the youngest head coach in the NFL right now at 36 years old. Mike McDonald coaching my Seahawks. Good signing, but I wish we went for a more offensive guy. And that might have been Ben Johnson, who... Reportedly, reportedly, no. He said that um, he has called the Seahawks and the Commanders. I believe this came out yesterday, saying that he was going to stay as the, the OC in Detroit, so he's going nowhere for another season. So, with him out of the way, I like the signing. I just wish we had someone a bit more offensive. But I mean, what is done with this with the defense or for the Ravens? I mean, dude has been doing pretty well. I believe that the defense uh, had the defense for the Raiders, Ravens 
was, if I'm not mistaken, the best defense in terms of points per game. I believe they got 60 sacks, if I'm not mistaken. And I believe it was around 30 takeaways, if I, if I got that number right. I saw a tweet about it earlier today. Uh, yeah. It is here. Yeah. They allowed the fewest points per game with 16.5, allowing the uh, recording the most sacks with 60 and the most takeaways with 31. And he will have at his disposal Devon Witherspoon, 23 years old, Tariq Woolen, 24 years old, Boye Mafe, 25 years old, Jordan Brooks, 26 years old, Derek Hall, 22 years old, Uchenna Nuosu, 27 years old, and Dremonte Jones, 27 years old. So, I mean, it's a very young defense for a very young head coach. And I'm excited because I think this works. I think... You think this works? I think this works, but i quarterback. That's, that's still Gino, I think. Gino, for as much shit as he got, had a pretty solid season. Still. Oh, this guy. And he had, I mean, and he had plenty of fourth down comebacks. So, I, I, I'm intrigued by who he signs for the offensive side of the ball, though, because most of the staff is gone. Our prior OC, thankfully, is gone, and we'll talk about the OCs said, in a bit. Thankfully, and I'm not I'm sure you they, know. I'm surprised they didn't hire Arthur Smith as the offensive coordinator, so they can we can do screens to Zach Charbonnet. And I'm not sure if you know who the OC went to, like which team he went to. Do you know who our previous no. OC went? Okay, I'll I'll tell you in a bit. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to see what he does on the offensive side of the ball. If I had to guess, like. Probably poaches someone from the Ravens. I mean, he has worked under Harbaugh for, what, nine years, if I'm not mistaken? So the guy has been coaching since he's 27. I'm 26, so... I'm excited. I I like the signing. I think they could have gone more offensive, but I think the guy has shown that he can coach teams pretty well. Now, I might be talking against myself, because this might be a flash in the pan, and much like Dave Canal is just blowing my face. But I actually like this one, and I think this will be a fun signing. I'm you just intrigued hope. by who they go for with the with the offense. You, you have hope. I have hope. And it's the youngest head coach in the league. Okay, that could be disastrous or it could be amazing. Yeah. You don't know which. It can be you McDaniels. Or it can be huh. what, Zach Taylor? That's Cliff it. Kingsbury. Oh, God damn it, man. I was saying one bad one and one good one. And you're like, <laughs> yeah, it can be McDaniels or Cliff Kingsbury. And I was like, Jesus Christ, I don't want neither. So, two big names for OC that I've made the rounds. One of them is your favorite former head coach in the league. Harter Smith, oh. ladies and gentlemen. He got another job. He got another Why? job. And so, he deserves... Like, wait, I... wait, 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 wait. He deserves a round of applause. We're back, baby. Like we never left. 
So what do you have to say about that you signing for the no, Steelers? Like I was I was gonna go on a little tirade, but honestly, fuck the Steelers. So you know what? Good signing, Steelers. You know, you made sure that you can be mediocre for the years to come. Like, uh, I don't know. Like, congratulations. Enjoy your nine and eight seasons perpetually. Okay. So, I am not defending signing uh-huh. Arthur Smith. Uh-huh. But, but, let me read you. What is our main, like, pushback against Arthur Smith as an as an head coach? What do we say that he does bad? It's that he doesn't. He doesn't know how to use one. the talent he has. Okay, the talent that he has. Okay, so let me read you a few things here. So Drake London this year was he overused, underused? What do you think? I'd say slightly underused, but that's not that's okay. not the culprit. Okay, so Drake London had one hundred and nine targets. And a 23% target share this year. In 2020, this wide receiver had 106 targets and a 27% target share. This wide receiver's name is AJ Brown. So this is back when he was the, the offensive coordinator for the Titans. Mm-hmm. Pitts, this past season, 89 targets. 18% target share. Pretty solid, I would say. Bijan Robinson, 275 total touches. Najee Harris with the Steelers this past season, 284 touches. So nine touches less. Uh, Bijan had nine touches less. Have we overblown that he just doesn't use his players because he gives chances to like Jonah Smith? Maybe, but. Quite honestly, you just said that hobbled and barely moving Najee Harris got more touches than Bijan Robinson. So did you really just invalidate your whole argument with that one there? Maybe. Maybe. And I have another one for you. I have another one for you. Okay. Okay. So last season. Like what's Mark Andrews here? What's 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 Travis Kelsey's share? Because that's how good Kyle Pitts' talent is. Let's look at it. Target share for tight ends. Most targeted tight ends. Let's look at it. Let's look at it. Let's look at it. Let's look at it. It would be great if they give me the actual target share. And I'm guessing they won't because they are wankers. Great. Just most targeted player by team. I guess we can look at this this way still. So he was a top... 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. He was a top 10 tight end in terms of targets. He should be a top 5. The guys he was behind were Evan Ingram, TJ Hawkinson, David Njoku, Travis sad. Kelsey. That's not sad, Travis Kelsey. No. Sam Laporta, Trey McBride. That's didn't sad. didn't a thing until like week eight. <laughs> Jake Ferguson. That's, that's triple sad. 
Dalton Kincaid. That's also sad. He was. However. He got fucking outpaced by a rookie tight end. Two rookie tight ends, Alex. He was ahead of George he Kittle. He got though. outpaced by two by two rookie tight ends, Alex. He was ahead of George Kittle. George Kittle has to compete with Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, and Brandon Ayuk. And he missed the last game of the season. Kyle Pitts has to has to compete with fucking Drake London and Joe and Smith. Smith. Stop Thank this. Thank you. Put Stop some this. respect on his name. Stop please. this. Please, Stop please. this. Stop this. Okay, so final one. Last season, Arthur Smith was an offensive coordinator. His QB had 3,800 yards, 33 touchdowns, 7 interceptions, and the running back got 2,000 yards. I believe this has got to be from scrimmage and 17 touchdowns. Or maybe it was just running back in total. This guy. And they had the fourth overall offense in the league. Who's this? This was the, I believe it was 2020 Titans, back when Arthur Smith was the head coach, uh, the offensive coordinator. coordinator. Yes. He had Derek so, now, I'm reading all of this from a Steelers subreddit that is probably on Copium. But oh, the Cope is real. The Cope is real. But have we been too harsh because we are fantasy football fans who want our players to get hyper-targeted? And for the actual NFL, is actually like an okay OC? Or is this mm-hmm. like the worst signing after Matt Canada? It's one of the two. I'm I'm ready to see which one it is. Okay. So it can't be anything. It can't even be a boat. A boat, my bad. And finally, the other OC that I wanted to talk about was the guy that was formerly with my Seattle Seahawks. Shane Waldron. You have no idea how this guy where this guy went, right? Say that again. So let me tell you. Shane Waldron. The guy who was the OC for my Seahawks this past, like, two or three seasons. You have no idea where we went, did, do you? Nope. So let me tell you what. Oh, this God. guy went to the Chicago Bears. Oh, no. Yeah. So I really, I really want to say that they should keep Justin Fields another year just so I can double it on them now because now I don't like Justin Fields and I don't like Shane Waltron. So um, are you going to be like me during the Justin Fields draft where after Chicago announces Caleb Williams, you're going to say Caleb Williams party over? Um, Not necessarily <laughs> because I think like the main issue with him is like it's not the development of QBs, and I think they have a QB coach who will develop them okay-ish. It's like his game plan is just the most bewildering stuff ever. I mean, the dude will start with run, 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 run. I mean, this is a team, and Chicago will he will have down. the same. They will have the same exact thing. It's like. They want to establish the run and run the football. And this is what we wanted in Seattle as well. And he was like, okay, we'll start with that. And then halfway through the game, 
it's like first and ten, pass. Second and I don't know, two, pass. Third and five or or eight because we got a sack, pass, and it's like you're out. Great, great, dude. Just mix in the run, please. No, he just completely forgets about the run, and that is not a great trait to have. You just basically shut down a whole half of your playbook because you just want to pass the ball in the most bewildering situations imaginable. So yeah, um, I'm sorry, Bears fan, uh, Bears fans. I don't necessarily like that signing for you. Now, you all might still continue to call me a hater, and that's okay. But I'm not thrilled about that signing, to say the least. I wonder if, I wonder if the Bears just like, just like to be mediocre. You know what I mean? Maybe. You know, like how Maybe the Oakland the you don't watch baseball, but the but the Oakland Athletics basically choose to be mediocre because they refuse to pay people. What if like the Bears just choose to be mediocre by hiring mid coaching and front office staff? What if that's the thing? I mean, it could be. Maybe they are just the Falcons from the north, right? The Falcons north. <laughs> like if the Falcons played. In the NFC North, they would be the Bears, right? It's like... Yeah. They had a pretty good comparison. Yeah. Both just I mean, enjoy being wrong. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Have you been mid today? We should save the Bears dunking, but I don't care. Dunk on the Bears some more, Alex. Dunk on them. We'll, we'll dunk on the Bears whenever and wherever. We'll see which other opportunities we have to dunk on the Bears. We'll see how that goes. Mm-hmm. Maybe we have surprises. Maybe we don't. We shall see. Maybe you should press that subscribe button. Maybe you should. Maybe check out next week to see what we have. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Okay, so any other team you want to dunk on? No, no, I, I've had my fun. This, this was the Angelo episode. This was the Angelo episode. And it should have been an even better Angelo episode, wasn't it? You just couldn't find the, the best way to like work a few things oh, out. Oh, you have no idea what I had planned, uh, dude. Uh, I can I was, imagine... I was... I was gonna like I was gonna play all the fucking tape. I was I was I was literally like on my lunch going through last week's episode and I was like taking out clips to play. Like, oh my <laughs> god. I had I had so much prepared that I got fucked up. Yeah. But I I do have a story. I do have a story before we head out. Go for it. So Yesterday was my birthday. And oh, happy birthday. The place, the place I worked at had a plan of gathering everyone I work around and singing happy birthday to me. Okay. Well, they picked out a time to do this. I was, I was blissfully unaware that this was even a plan. So they gathered everyone and went to the area that I'm usually in. And I had taken a lunch. 
<laughs> so you literally just see a sea of people swarm this one area and then dispense, disperse. <laughs> Oh, made me laugh. <laughs> oh, buddy, you messed up. You messed up. There. I did. I messed up. Poor guy. I was. I was so happy when I found that. I was like, "Oh, that's great." Unlucky. You messed up. I am cool with it. I know. Maybe next year they will have it. Maybe next year. Maybe next year. Okay. So is this our show? Buddy, that's the show, buddy. Okay. Okay. Well, as Angeli used to say, there's a fancy, nice little donate button right there that you can click to help us out. If you're listening on the Apple Podcasts app, if you're listening on the Spotify app, just be sure to leave us a um, a subscription. (laughs) Oh, my God. I blundered it. Major fumble. A bigger fumble than my Super Bowl picks. Just be sure to leave us a five-star review. Turn on the the auto-downloads, please. And just subscribe, of course. And if you're listening on YouTube, just subscribe. Turn on the notifications. Just ring the bell. Uh, Turn off. uh, Turn on. No, 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 no. I blundered it again. Uh, (laughs) Leave us a comment right there. Leave us a like as well. Yeah, we need one. We need one. Leave us a like and just be sure to tune in next week, guys. And every single week afterwards, is there's plenty to come. The NFL season might be done, but we are not. Talk to you guys next week.